0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if you're new to the show, welcome. We are going to be talking today about retirement and financial steps. At important ages, because one of the very interesting things about planning for retirement is it changes from your 20s and 30s to what you do in your 40s and 50s to what you do when you're actually in retirement. So it's going to be a great show for today. If you haven't listened to the show before, if you have any questions that come up, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242 because this show is all about education and setting yourself up for success starts right at the beginning with asking good questions and getting good answers so i'll just put that out there please visit my website at www.taraenolan.com while you're there you can click on the radio page and you can click on and subscribe on apple podcasts or spotify to shows and you can also see a lot of past shows because we do a lot of educational topics And so there's going to be something there that you may have a question about. So that's what I would invite you to do today. But again, please don't hesitate to reach out to Chris and I if you have questions or if you want to set up a face-to-face meeting because we love helping people get onto that path for financial success. That's what it's all about. So before we jump into today's show, talking about the magical numbers and going, what should I be doing now that I'm 38? Or what should I be doing now that I'm 56? I want to check in with my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, Tara. Thanks for having me on the show. And uh, this is going to be a good one. There are some key ages uh, where you need to take financial steps on that financial journey toward retirement and in retirement. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yes, I'm over 50, but you know what they say, Tara, 50 is the new 30. So I've got that going for me, which is which is nice. (laughs) I'm the old man of the show. So I'll represent the 50 plus crowd uh, on the show today uh, when we talk about those uh, milestones. I haven't hit them all yet, but uh, but I'm headed there. You know, the great thing is, Tara, what I always say is uh, we're either you're either in retirement or you're headed to retirement, so this show is for everyone out there. Uh, you're in one of those two categories, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I can't wait to to ask you some questions about this. I've had a great week. You asked how I was doing; it's been fantastic. Uh, there's been a lot going on. Um, My family is very busy. We're all five of us are employed and working, which is good. And so my three kids have full-time jobs right now uh, during the summer uh, in between school years. My son graduated from college and he's interning. He just interned last week at a hospital uh, shadowing uh, surgeons and other physician assistants uh, while he gets ready to go to PA school. So that's awesome. And uh, just that that makes us all busy. Uh, We're all busy. It's like, Like, at any given time, uh, not all five of us are together very often anymore with everyone working. How about you and Chris, though? You and Chris are always together there. He's always there helping you out, right?
1: He is, Tony, and and he's actually getting the barn ready for the fair you're coming. But what's really been interesting is what's going on with the book is I've got it out now to advanced readers. So we're doing this before it goes to the copy editor and I've uh, been getting a lot of really good feedback. And then today I got some excellent feedback about, well, is, who's this book for? Is this book uh, an advertisement to tell people they need to work with a financial advisor? Is this book designed to be a how-to book for do-it-yourselfers? And I think, Tony, the answer is yes both (laughs) all of these things, because it's
0: definitely not an advertisement. I mean, I've read it and uh, an early draft anyway, uh, to, to give you some feedback and thank you for that. I feel honored you'd asked me to do that, but I love it. And I know our listeners out there are going to love it when it comes out uh, early next year. Uh, But it really, you know, in spots, it does encourage people to work with a financial services professional because that's always an important and smart move. Uh, That's not necessarily an ad for yourself. But there's a lot of other advice that that do-it-yourselfers can use in the book.
1: And one of the things, so I really like that feedback, Tony, because what I want to be very clear is there's just a lot of financial concepts that you need to be aware of when you're planning for success and to get to your retirement. So I want people, the first step is awareness, right? You can't fix yeah. a problem until you know you have one. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, That's right.
1: So it's been, it's been what a ride this is writing a book. I would, I would, if anyone's going to do it, I would encourage that they do that. And I can tell you what, Tony, I'm going through a workshop process, because I always seek out advisors when I'm doing things in life. <laughs> yeah. And, and so exactly. I, I love this thing, but it's going to be an excellent book. By the time it goes to the rigors of all these advanced readers and all this feedback, it, it's, it's going to be really, I'm getting pretty excited about it.
0: Yeah, I bet you are. Well, that's awesome. And uh, speaking of topics that can help people, uh, you know, get a taste for uh, some of what's in the book, our show today, uh, now you're going to talk about uh, ages. And I'm interested in the notion that, You know, Tara, if you reach 50 and aren't quite where you want to be financially, um, there's still time to recover. And when it comes to our finances, obviously, I think that sometimes you feel like if you miss a benchmark or that benchmark, all is lost. But I know as we're going to learn today from you, it's not necessarily the case, is it?
1: It's not, Tony. And, and for the people that are listening, I want you to get this picture in your head of that bell graph. You know, the graph that goes up and then comes down. Yep. And so a lot of times we spend for retirement planning, we, we talk about that part of the curve that goes up. So that's your 2030s. You know, the peak of that curve is retirement right around 65. And so we spend a lot of time talking about accumulation. And like you're talking about it, when you're at 50, you're getting pretty close to the top of that bell graph. Yeah. You want to have everything saved up. And it can be feel frustrating like you're behind, or you know, what's the point? Throwing the towel, what am I going to do? But the show is all about education. So no matter where you are, there is something to do. But we're going to look at that. So when you're at 50, what do you do? Because the whole point of, of planning for retirement is so that when you do retire, when you actually have time in your day and you get to make a choice about what you do in the morning, that you have some resources and money to spend to enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And yeah, that's key. That's key. You want to, you want to make sure you're able to enjoy your retirement and that's why you need a plan. And a 50 though is a key age, right?
1: it, It really is. And so this article that I came across, Tony talked about 10 retirement planning mistakes that people make at 50. And based on my experience with people, it's, it's, I really think it's a good place to start this conversation because one of the things about planning, right. Is none of us has that crystal ball. So we always want to make a plan that's like going to help us out with that worst case scenario. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that plan to work until they're 65 or even 70, but whether um, not by choice or sometimes by necessity, they retire early. They could have layoffs. They could have health concerns. I know quite a few people, Tony, that have actually had to, stop working early to take care of an elderly parent. So there are things in life beyond our control, believe it or not. I say that with a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so when, you know, as a planner, my goal is to always try to help people be as prepared as soon as possible so that you have as many options as possible. Yeah. And, and so you know, by the time you're 50, really, a 50 is the time a lot of people, if I'm telling the truth, Tony, that's when people start thinking about retirement because yep. they've gotten kind of ahead of their student loans. Their kids are now in college. Their, their house is mostly paid off. And they go, oh, gosh, now what about retirement?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you really need to uh, basically double down on what you're doing in your 50s uh, to make sure that you're going to live a happy and comfortable retirement. Now, hopefully uh, you've been diligent before that, but uh, for sure, it, it really gets serious. I mean, you see that train coming toward you through the tunnel uh, right. and uh, it's headed toward you fast. And uh, once you hit 50, uh, time flies when you're having fun, they say. <laughs> Trust me, that's true. Uh, when you turn 50. 50, it just starts speeding along. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, we hope for the best, but you want to plan for the worst. And certainly, you know, there's things like uh, people, uh, you know, are you going to sometimes people are forced to retire in their 50s when they weren't planning on it. And you have to prepare for that as well. Right. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. You have to try to plan because life is going to throw things at us. And the yeah, goal with a financial is. plan is just to to try to give yourself a little bit of a cushion. You know, we talk about yeah. the emergency funds. We talk about trying to set yourself up so that when life throws things at you, you, you're, you have some time to think and recover.
0: Right. And, right. So what's another thing, Tara, that people need to be aware of uh, when you turn 50?
1: Well, and, and this is this goes back to, Tony, we, we talk so much about how money is so much more emotion than math. And so what I want those folks listening today is to picture a triangle and divide it into three areas. And so at the top of that triangle is your vision. Like, what does successful retirement look like for you? In the middle of that triangle, you're going to have strategy. And this is where I spend a lot of time talking with people about is, you know, how much risk are you comfortable with? And, sure. you know, the question I always say is, how much are you willing to lose? Because <laughs> yeah. that's a more <laughs> honest question.
0: That is good.
1: But, but this is where we talk about as a starting place, the rule of 100. And a simple, it's a simple place to start. You just take your age minus 100. So if you're 50 years old, then about 50% of your money should be somewhere safe and guaranteed. And about 50% of your money should be exposed to risk as a balancing thing, because you have less time as you get older to recover from downs in the market. True. And what I find in this, Tony, this happens to a lot of clients who come to see me. They go, oh, my gosh, I'm 50 and I'm going to be retiring soon and I haven't done anything. And they say, so we, we need to be all in the market and it's got to be high risk because we've got to make some money. <laughs> and and so I understand that because we're all trained, right, that if to make more money, you have to have more risk. And that can be true. But the thing is Tony, a lot of it is also about tax planning. And Yeah, it is. And it's about it's it's not so much how much you make, but how much you keep. Yeah. And so, what I what I don't like to see people do is to to make decisions out of fear.
0: Yeah. And that's ne- that's never good.
1: If you're 50 and you're behind, which you could be based on like what your goal is, yep. We want to create a strategy that makes sense and is balanced because you don't want to just compound a, a one decision with a bad decision. Like yeah. I had this story one time, Tony, I was flying, we were coming in off the coast of Iceland and it was a clear in a million nights so we could see the coastline. And yeah. for whatever reason, our whole navigation system just went out.
0: So we didn't
1: We didn't have an approach. And But it was clear in a million. We were already talking to the tower and you could see, we could do a visual approach. And my co-pilot, he was new and he was like, well, do we, you know, do we need to fly a little faster and get there sooner? And And, you know, he's trying to think through, how do we handle this emergency? And I was like, nope, we're fine. We can see what's happening. We do visual approaches all the time. And it was kind of one of those, when I was learning to fly, they said, step one is you wind the clock. And the meaning is, okay, take a deep breath. The airplane's probably not going to explode. And a lot of times when you get in a stressful situation, if you look at how accidents happen, it's because... There was something, was a trigger event, but then you started making bad decisions. Yes. Because you were under pressure.
0: Yep. Yeah, emotional decisions or decisions made under pressure, I like your analogy there and your point. Uh, That's when we make the most mistakes is when we're under pressure. And so I think the desire to catch up financially, Tara, uh, especially when you discover you're running a little behind on your retirement goals, that can lead to some overly emotional decisions.
1: It it really can, Tony. And and so there are ways to catch up that are not gambling. (laughs) And (laughs) and so that's, that's one of the things that it's interesting to look at. And, you know, bringing up the the point of gambling, I was talking to one of my clients as a doctor the other day, and he had a young 23 year old um, woman come into the the clinic and she was, Tony, she was breaking ground on a $500,000 house. And he said, wow, you've done really well. You're 23 yeah, and you're, wow. you're having a $500,000 house. And she's like, yeah, GameStop worked out really well for me.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she got in, in and out at the right time then, obviously. And she got yeah. out
1: at the right time, which was
0: the yeah, key. Yeah, that's that's the key. Most, most in those situations do not. Uh, so right. we're not recommending people do those things. But uh, sometimes for some people, uh, they get in at the right time and get out at the right time.
1: And here's the takeaway from that story is right. People are going to tell you those stories because they're cool. Yeah, it was really exciting. But don't listen to that story and go, oh, my gosh, I have to be all in in the market because I got to make a bunch of money because that 20 year old did it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's no, not
1: how you want to make your financial decisions.
0: <laughs> no, no.
1: But but it's but there are some really cool things that you can do is once you're 50, this is the good news thing, right? Is then the IRS is actually going to allow you to play catch up. So, for example, in 2021, If you were over 50, you could add an additional $1,000 to your IRA on top of the standard limit. So, that's something that becomes available. Yeah, turning 50 is good, Tony. You start getting these magazines from AARP in places. You get discounts on things. The IRS (laughs) lets you stuff more money away. Um, Self-employed people who are 50 and older and have a simple IRA. You know, here's another example, Tony. They can throw another $3,000 in above the $13,000.
0: Wow. That's a lot
1: and then if you have a 401k with your employer you can contribute an, an additional $6500 above the $19000 limit wow so so there's a lot of things once you turn 50 who getting older is a good thing tony
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it is and you can even open up a roth ira or a roth 401k and that contribution limit is uh, pretty good for those 50 and older as well right
1: exactly so yeah if you, And it's the thing is, is it, it can work out at that point, Tony, because that's when you're probably making the most money you've ever made in your life Yeah. so that you're in a position to start playing catch up. And, you know, we say time is your best friend. And going back to that visual of the bell curve, the sooner you start, it just lets your money work for you. But wherever you are is where you are.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's clear, Tara, from what you're saying, uh, catch-up provisions can really be a powerful tool for a lot of people. But what can you tell us about how debt factors into a retirement strategy once you turn 50? I mean, then you have to really look at that debt too, don't you?
1: Well, we do, Tony. And actually, debt management is always part of a really good financial plan because you're going to have debt. I mean, that's just the way life is going to work. You're going to have to buy a house. You're going to buy cars. Here's the thing is we have to get into the emotion of the debt and go, why do you have that debt? Do you have debt because you have bought assets like cars and more and invested in school and done things? Or do you have a lot of debt because you have uncontrolled shopping habits? So those are those are different problems to have. Yes. So if you're 50 and you, you have debt because you've done things like, you know, you've, you've invested in your education and you've invested in in some properties and doing those things. I'm not as concerned about that versus if you have a lot of debt because you do a lot of shopping beyond your means.
0: Yeah. So when true. you turn
1: when you turn 50, this is the time you have to get real with yourself and say, OK, let's look at the debt I have. And this is the time to get rid of it, because the best thing you can do for yourself is to head into retirement as close to debt free as possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, imagine if you were debt debt free and you're you're heading into retirement, it could make those two weeks in Paris every spring a little more realistic, right? <laughs> you know, people like to plan those things in retirement, and if you have no debt, uh, you might be able to do some of the things on that bucket list. Now, we should probably take a quick break here, though, Tara. Uh, let us know how our listeners can get a hold of you. I know you have a special offer for our listeners, correct? <sighs>
1: Well, I do. I do, Tony. So i for people listening to today's show, this is all about being smart and choosing to take control of your life. So for the folks listening today that want to go, I need to make sure I'm doing what I can do or I just need to start. Give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. Tony, we've set aside 20 complimentary points for those first 20 callers that want to look and go, am I doing everything that I should be doing and everything I could be doing? And that's where Chris and I like to sit down and help people go, hey, you know, you're on track. Good job. Or, you know, if you just did this and this, you would actually set yourself up even better. So, Tony, that number is 719-210-4242. If you're ready to make sure that you're actually in control of your finances and making the best decisions you could be making, give us
0: all right. All right. Thank you, Tara. And listeners, this is Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, uh, let's jump back into it. During today's show, you've been talking about some of the retirement strategy steps that people might want to take once they turn 50. Uh, What do you have for us next?
1: Well, the next piece is to be cautious about taking on um, college debt. So it's very common, Tony, and of course, you're going to do this as a parent to shoulder a lot of your children's college debt Yeah. because you didn't maybe get enough money socked away in a 529 or in a whole life savings plan or something when the kids were younger. So, you know, as parents, right, we're we're trying to take care of our kids and -hmm. we're trying to set our kids up for success in life. And so um, it can be tempting to take on some of their debt. And you might like take a home equity loan out or use other credit to pay off the college education for your kids. But the thing is, is this strategy can leave you with this pile of debt that you're not going to be able to pay off before you retire. And so I just would encourage people to think about it. Like we need to look at strategies to take care of that debt, because as the parent, you might feel like you're taking care of your child. But if you set yourself up that you're going to be buried under debt, you're not really helping your kids.
0: Right. That's true. Uh, That's a good point. I mean, and uh, helping your kids cover the cost of college, which I have experience with, (laughs) Tara, uh, trust me on that one. It can be stressful and expensive. So I think this is a a good one, a big area where people have to work closely with a financial services professional like yourself. I mean, there's no reason to try to figure it all out on your own uh, when there are knowledgeable professionals out there who are ready and willing to help you.
1: Well, and I can just share a simple example, Tony, is I had a client that had, you know, a very late in life child. And this kid was one of the the kids that you see sometimes like she went to college, but didn't finish. And then she went to to nursing and she finished, but then she didn't work in that field. And then she went to massage therapy school. So she's been finding herself for quite a while. Yeah. And what, what the parents did is they they just started they were paying it cash out of pocket. They were just wow. taking money out and paying for it. Wow. And then, you know, there was not getting a return. And so there are other strategies where you can save money and, you know, use a whole life savings plan or have some money um, in the bank where you, you borrow and pay it back or having your child, even if you're going to give your child a loan, have your child pay it back because then you rebuild yep. that nest egg for when they need to borrow it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Boy, is that true. Yeah so yeah.
1: there's it, it really just gets into the emotion of you know you want to take care of your kids and it's it's heartrending, but then you want to but there's ways to do it and still not bury yourself financially. That's the good news,
0: yeah, yeah. so what else is important to understand once we turn fifty about retirement planning?
1: Well, and I want people to think about that bell curve again. you know, there's mm-hmm. the, the going up, there's the growth phase. One of the things that people forget about is, rate of return is great and we want to make as much money as we can but you also want to protect that money because sure. there's unexpected things that can just eat away at your at your your nest egg and one of those big things Tony is healthcare.
0: Oh, yeah. And we've talked about that a lot on the show, how expensive it can be.
1: Healthcare is a bear. And when you're saving this nest egg and if you get sick, unfortunately, you're going to take care of it. Like you're not going to break your leg and then not get it fixed. Right. And so you're going to dip into that nest egg or wherever you need to 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 pay for some of those things. So this is where we want to look at and double check what's your healthcare strategy. Yeah. Because if you're 50 and working, then hopefully you have a good plan with your employer. But, you know, especially as you're getting towards retirement, it's there's that gap place I usually find with couples, Tony, right, where one person retires because they're 65. The other spouse is not quite 65 yet. So you have to cover down on those years before the other person hits Medicare age. Yeah. So we want to make sure it's it's about filling in those gaps. So if you were thinking about like football, you're going to have your offense where you're making money, making money, but you need to have a good defense set up, too, so that. So you can plug those holes so there's not going to be something to sneak in and, and start eating away. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's huge. And I mean, you know, and there are things you can do to help save on health care and plan for it in retirement. Uh, one is uh, what I constantly hear from my doctor and my family is diet, diet and exercise. Right. right. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I think uh, you raise a good point. And a lot of folks uh, think eating better and exercising is all about their current physical health, when in reality, it not only makes you feel better, it could end up saving you a lot of money on healthcare in the long run, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, the better that you take care of yourself now, the better you're going to be when you're older. I mean, there's a lot of things like uh, diabetes can develop if you have a poor diet. And then just, I mean, you, you read about it, just being extra heavy is harder on your joints. And so just taking care of yourself yeah, uh, and getting your veg- getting your fruits and vegetables. And, and yep. you know, that's things you teach your kids do for yes.
0: yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, not what? rocket science. <laughs> oh, no, no, Tara. No, now we're, no, no. I, I tell my kids, uh, do as I say, not as I do.
1: But the the hard thing with insurance, like all insurance, right? It's always a bet, right? Right. And with health insurance, it's really hard to pay for health insurance when you feel healthy and you feel fine.
0: That's true. Because you're
1: like, I feel fine. I'm going to be healthy forever. But Mm -hmm. that's not what insurance is about. Insurance is about that out of the blue thing you didn't predict that came in and and made your world go sideways. Right. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, it's just like, there's like bank loans, right? It's easy to get money when you don't need it. It's easy to get insurance when you don't need it, and it gets a lot more complicated when you have a pre-existing
0: condition. Sure. So when it comes to insurance products, Tara, what should a 50-year-old person consider?
1: Well, you know, there's this is when you want to start thinking about long-term care insurance. Uh, And if you're 50, you're probably taking care of some of your elderly parents. So you kind of know. Like, it can get really expensive.
0: Outrageously so. Yeah.
1: And and so I like to work, help people figure that out, and especially look at ways to save for it, but then still have that money available if they don't need it. Right. That's good news. But you, you definitely want to have that available because we're all living longer. And that's yeah. just the fact. And usually because we have better health care, you're not just going to die in your sleep one night. It's right. probably going to be something where you're going to need some help. Yeah. And And so that's just good planning to go. Hey, this is probably a risk factor for almost everybody. Let's just plan for it.
0: Yeah. So and and you don't have to just go out and get a single long term health care policy. There are strategies and ways to ensure use other insurance products or financial planning strategies to help cover long term care or plan for it. And I think to some people out there, Tara, the idea of long term care insurance and life insurance is intimidating because there's so many products out there. But that, again, comes down to working with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional who can relieve a lot of that burden for you, because once you have that plan in place and. those products in place, then you can breathe a huge sigh of relief, right?
1: You can, Tony. And that's why I, this is, you know, we always have this conversation about, well, should you just do it yourself or should you work with a professional? And especially when you get into complicated areas like insurance, there's a lot of options (laughs) and and it's hard to know, like all where where you get really frustrated with insurance, I find is when you get an insurance, you go, this isn't solving my problem. Yeah. And, and so that's why you want to Make sure that you go. What am I trying to solve? And then you get the right kind of insurance to solve that problem, because then you can breathe that sigh of relief. Yeah. And and it's really, Tony. It's it's complicated. There's it's it's like just like the internet, right? It's not that there's a lack of information. (laughs) There is so much information. Right. How do you know? Right. And, And figuring out who is your trusted agent and how does. Does someone educate you so that you can make a good decision?
0: We're out of time for today's show. Can you believe it just flew by once again? Uh, But let our listeners know about that special offer before we go.
1: So sure, Tony. So for anyone who is ready to go, am I really in control and making all of the best decisions that I can make? Please give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242 that we set aside those complimentary appointments, Tony. For those people listening today that really want to go, I think I'm doing everything right, but maybe there's something else I'm missing because I just don't even know. And so, Tony, we would just ask that people call to set up that complimentary appointment at
0: 719-210-4242. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services.